Shut up and sit down. Hello, strangers, and welcome to Strangers in a Cinema. I'm with the co-host Paul Anderson here with co-host Grace Williams. Grace, how are you this week? Great, thanks. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. There's cool. been a new addition to my household, or family, shall we say. Yeah. A houseplant, of which I don't know what the breed is. But yeah. I've decided, uh, well, myself and my wife have decided that the houseplant is going to be called Lando. Really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say it's going to be called Grace, and I was like, oh, no, no thank that... you so much. <laughs> so nice. I, think that might be I thought bit... you were going to, like, lay the surprise on me. That might be a little oh. bit on the creepy side, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grace. I haven't called the houseplant Lando um, after Lando Carrizan in Star Wars. It doesn't look anything like Lando from Star no. Wars, particularly. No, but, that's nice. But, you know, I think feel this is, you know, it's an important first step. I'm a bit worried we might not be able to keep the houseplant alive. You'll but be fine. I hope so. Don't worry. And you so. also got a, we we both got new additions to our film collection memorabilia. Yes. This week we've got signed bubble gum. They are signed signed trading cards with a stick of bubble gum in each one of Gremlins Two signed by Zach Galligan, who plays Billy. And there's one up in the new improved studio, which yeah. is taking more. Every time you come round, this this room is taking yeah, better taking and better shape. shape. We're now looking at a, a sweeping diorama. I, that's not the word for that, is it? Uh, of X wings. Yeah. Uh, that are now up on the wall that used to be up in the old old studio. There's a lot of geeky paraphernalia around now, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just still need some curtains in here. I'll be honest. Who needs curtains? Um, but also, I'm, I've lost you, haven't I? Because I'm talking about curtains. You don't I know, care. I know, houseplants, curtains. You came home with a <laughs> wicker basket. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's because I'm, I'm rapidly approaching 40. I think Adulting. that's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I'm rapidly adulting. approaching another big number, so I'm trying to regress. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, no wicker baskets or houseplants for you? Uh, garden plant. <laughs> no, fair enough. Well, no, you see, you're gardening, so I'm not having that. Right, <laughs> anyway, what have we got coming up this week? We've got a feature review of the latest uh, the film by starring uh, Charlie Theron and Seth Rogen, which is a long shot, or long shot, it might just long be called, shot. Long shot. The long shot? Yeah, a long shot. Or I think. in French, la long shot? The long shot. Um <laughs> Let's not start accents. We can't. We can't start accents this early. Um, so that's long shots. We've got that coming up. We've then got the usual. We'll have a bit of a chat about some film news in a minute. Um, yeah. And then we've got uh, trailer talk again. So we're going to talk about some trailers this week. Um, but before that, oh, yeah. and what have you been watching as well? The yeah. usual section that happens every week that yeah. I nearly forgot about. Yeah. Then. So yeah. that's pretty remiss of me to forget yeah. about uh, things yeah. that are on the show that Maybe I've been forgot. doing for quite some time. Oh, now, that's so. what happens. Endgame. Yeah frazzled our minds obviously that'll be what it is yeah 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 you saw it again didn't you i did see it again yes yeah me too uh i think my original i'll be honest my original thoughts still stand i didn't i enjoyed it again i enjoyed it a lot a second time again uh i still have some trouble still have some problems the spoiler of things gone now so yeah um but there will be minor spoilers again but yeah i still have some problems with the time travel scenes i still think they're a little bit clumsy um, and it kind of trips itself up on those, but it's a lot. It's a lot of lot of fun. It's a very entertaining film. I thought it was wonderful. I preferred it second time round. I much preferred it in two D. The final battle was way less grey and well, not grey dark. Can see what's going on because two D, three D does tend to darken down yeah, film yeah. considerably. Yeah, um, I there was loads more um, the second time round that I picked up, and yeah, I I definitely thought it was amazing. Um, it's, I think Infinity War I still prefer a bit more but I yeah. would agree with that I think that's the better of the two but, but yeah 
But yeah, had two rows of school kids behind me in the second screening and they didn't stop talking throughout the whole film again. You're not having much luck, are you? Really cinema, not. Really. I'm really like, not. Every time you go at the moment, it's like... I just can't was do someone it. talking? Well, you said to me off air, you're like, was someone talking the second time you went? I'm like, nope. Oh, so unfair. <laughs> I feel like we've got to the point with cinema now where they should start having quiet screenings and like in carriages, <laughs> like silence, just be quiet don't do anything where you get chucked out screenings or because I was so angry I was shaking and I complained to staff and they were like trying to offer me free tickets which is really nice but yeah. I was like I've got a limitless car man it's okay yeah. can you just like have some a member of staff sat in there and telling them to like shut the flip up every I didn't say the word flip I said a ruder word I can imagine yes yeah but we, I mean we've got an explicit content warning on yeah. iTunes anyway so if you want to say what you if you want yeah. to get your quote away I went as far as saying <laughs> shh Someone else in the audience during that final death scene yeah. screamed, shut the fuck up! Brilliant. And then they still didn't shut up, so it wasn't just my experience right. they ruined. Well, so, well, hey, little kids, your experience. fuck so, you. Yeah, so Endgame, yeah, still great. I still, yeah. I've still got a lot of time for it. I still, still have my same, the like same it. slight foibles with it, but I liked it. I still liked it second time around. It didn't didn't lose anything for me. So no. whether I'll go a third time, don't know. But I, I you know, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed it. I will certainly watch it again when it comes around yeah. on the home release for sure. So Groovy. yeah, um, which brings us um, to the news this week that Disney um, have announced. Well, since Disney have bought Fox, they now own fucking everything. Yeah. Um, and I've forgotten that this Disney's bought Fox means they now own Avatar as well. Right. Would you, would you did this cross your mind at all? Have you? Does anyone care about Avatar anymore? To the point where there are some sequels coming. I don't know. I really didn't like Avatar, to be honest. I'm pr- I know it's loads of people's favourite movie ever, but I watched it and I was just a bit like, mm. I I I wouldn't I wouldn't go as far as to say I disliked it, but at the same time I thought it was I thought it was a well put together sort of by the numbers sci fi action film that yeah. I enjoyed for spectacle, but I didn't think it was anything. I'm sure special. at the time it was um, an amazing experience yeah, no, to from, watch. But... From a technical standpoint, it was an incredible achievement. It looked amazing, and but, it kind of blew people's mind with 3D. Yeah, um, yeah, completely. But I think like it the the Avatar sequel has been talked about for so long now that well, it's almost like just don't bother. It's funny you say that, Grace. Yeah, because uh, Disney. Well, did not Disney and Fox, just Disney have now announced a, a raft of films and some release dates. So we've got three more Star Wars films coming, um, as yet unannounced as to what they are. I know Ryan Johnson is supposed to be working on some more films, which saddens me. But then also <laughs> the team from Game of Thrones is supposed to be working on some Star Wars films as well. So right. there's rumour that they're going to be sort of old Republic set stuff, which excites me a lot more. So than Peter Dinklage like... is going to be in at least two of <laughs> yeah, them. Quite possibly, yeah. Uh, okay. Stuff is set in the old Republic. I think excites me more than taking it further into the future. Um, and I mm. don't think, as painful as it is, and call me a geeky fanboy, whiny fanboy if you want, but Ryan Johnson clearly doesn't get Star Wars. No. Um, so I'm not particularly excited about where he goes with it. But no. it will be intriguing. I've uh, Maybe I'm willing to give him the, the benefit of the doubt because I have liked his other films. I don't know why I made a weird squeaky noise when I was saying that. That's um, what he does to you. It's it's yeah. a wince. And to be honest, like he can make those films for the critics who'll be like, oh, what brilliant cinema, what an auteur of his generation. And we can all be like, that was wank, you ruined Star Wars yeah. <laughs> again, you ass. So, so there are yeah. three more Star Wars films coming, as I said, and we did start talking about Avatar, so I'm going to segue mm. back in and you'll, you'll see the link here. So, the Avatar films have been pushed back. Avatar 2 has been pushed back by another year mm. to now to December 17th 2021 which is bonkers I, I, I can't see these doing well I don't think no. people will care enough no even in 2020 so Avatar 2 has been pushed back and Avatar 3 has been pushed back to 2023 which means 
So then there's going to be a new Star Wars film in 2022. Surely that clashes with... No, it doesn't. That is after Avatar 2. So basically, and then 2022, there's going to be a new Star Wars film. In 2024 and 2026, respectively, there's going to be Star Wars films. So basically, Disney are going Avatar Star Wars, Avatar Star Wars mm. to fill the summer spot. Um, mm. What do you think about Avatar sequels? Do you think... Well, you said you're, you're not a big fan... Yeah. Do you think there's going to be any market for them at that point? Do you think people still care? I think the only way that people are going to care is if they release, like if James Cameron develops some fucking amazing new way of watching it. Do you know I mean? Because like the, obviously the thing that pulled people to Avatar in the first place was the the 3D rendering and the and the CGI and, and all that. So I think he needs to use some new form of technology and, and create a new cinematic experience for people to actually kind of latch onto it because but i don't know whether that's i, I see where you're coming from i think that might drive people in but i'd almost i think that to me is probably what her avatar is a film which is why if you look past the pretty looks and it's sort of t- groundbreaking technology at the time yeah i think it, it, it the rest of it felt very generic and kind of it was like generic this, yeah yeah and, but i think that maybe is because he was so focused on nailing the 3d and yeah, making the film yeah. look pretty and making it be this yeah. huge spectacle that mm. the story and i mean there's a fuck it was in production for like 11 years and there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something in it called unobtainium it's just like come yeah. on guys like 11 years you've been w- working on this and you can't think of a better name for a rock than yeah. unobtainium honestly like, i know pete i know someone whose favorite who said this is their favorite movie of all time and i just laugh every time they say it to me i'm just like really really i'm just not talking to you about films because you clearly don't know your <laughs> shit like do you know what i mean there's some people where they go on about like what their favorite movies are and you're just like or, or like their favorite band i'm just like Pfft. I'm not having this conversation. Like that, I respect your decision, <laughs> yeah. but I, I can you respect opinion, me but... by not talking, like acting like you know about shit? Because Avatar is your favourite movie. What? Well, you know, each to their own. I each guess. to their own, but, but no, don't I, talk to I'm me not, about no, it. I can't sit here and say I haven't reacted sniffily to people's choice of favourite films because uh, I have on a regular basis, <laughs> and I will probably continue to do so until the day that I die. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I I, I'm I'd be very intrigued to see how these do at the box office. I'd be very intrigued to see if they're any good. I mean, it, it might be that he's built this world now and he creates some really quite fascinating stories within it. Mm. I don't know though. I, I'm the jury's out to be honest, and I don't think pushing it back another year no. is a particularly sensible idea if if they want it to stick in people's minds. Really. So, so James, if you're listening, um, sort it out. It's James Cameron, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Few. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sort it out, James Cameron. He's a long-term listener, and probably after this, first-time writer. I reckon we'll get a complaint from James Cameron. I hope so. Yeah. That's the dream. I don't think he listens to the show. <laughs> uh, I don't, I'm just, I don't know. He might do, but good I, guess. I doubt it. Um, yeah, so what, that's what that's kind of that's kind of film news, really. Oh, I think that's yeah. probably the main the main film news from from my perspective, anyway. Yeah, I think is probably probably worth talking about. We don't try and do, well, we sometimes do film news, sometimes don't. If it piques our interest, we're not yeah. in a position where we can get the film news as it happens. So if no. it piques our interest, no. we talk about it. If it doesn't, we won't. I mean, we would love um, to develop like a, a like you know when you've got the news app on your phone that goes dun 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 when there's like breaking yeah. news. We would love to develop a film app where that like just happens on your phone and we, yeah. we just go breaking news we've got this thing to tell you that'd be amazing so let's set up a patreon and we'll sort that out okay for an app that means we announce the film news yeah. directly into your phone yeah okay um <laughs> cool i know we were talking about sort of planning of where we're going to take the show but yeah. that's, that's caught me it's caught me off guard Good. i don't dislike it but we'll see what we would the theater say yes uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, in. I'm in i doubt it oh. um, so 
Yes, so that yeah. brings us to the end of film news. Um, let's talk some trailers because there's been a couple of big trailers drop since we've been, since we've been on air for the last episode. Yeah. Um, the first of which that I think Bear is talking about is the trailer for Jeff Fowler's directed Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. Um, it's not gone down very well that trailer, has it? No, I left <laughs> a kind of trolly YouTube <laughs> YouTube comment because I I I quite liked the trailer because I really I thought Jim Carrey I was like yes it's classic Carrey again and loads of people were like this is ruined this is ruined I was like so Jim Carrey oh. is Doctor Robotnik for anyone who's not yeah, the trailer sorry. The, the villain of the piece ruined. Um, no no go for it so yeah Jim Carrey <laughs> right. plays Doctor Robotnik and then we've got a CGI animated Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. Spoilers. Um, yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers that's Jim Carrey. Yeah. Jim Carrey's not Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah. which is yeah. I thought he was going to be voicing Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, but yeah, and I like, yeah, I wrote a comment like, oh, and I thought our Star Wars fans were protective. You guys are wimps and like, or snowflakes or something like to troll because everyone was so fucking cross. Are you fucking cross? Um, are you I outraged? Mean, to be honest, it's not a film that particularly t- t- piques my interest. I don't think it's a film that needs to be made. I can see why people are a little bit cross because basically, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, see the trailer. If this some somehow passed you by, uh, they've essentially created a version of Sonic the Hedgehog that looks nothing like Sonic the Hedgehog, and to be frank, quite creepy. Um, and there's no real reason why. There's, I think with with a CGI creation like this, there's absolutely no reason for them to have deviated from the design of Sonic in the first place. Um, so he's a cartoon. He's a, for want of a better word, he's a he's a sprite. He's a computer game sprite hedgehog ultimately. Yeah. So he's a fictional animated in bunny ears character. Um, so just make him look like he does. There's no reason to change up his design and make him look the way he does. I didn't even um, notice he was different because I was so like excited. Massively about Jim different. Carrey. He's got sort of some weird little human eyes. He's got Has human he? teeth. His feet don't look the same. Oh. But what's what's fascinating about this whole thing, and this I think is a first is that the director, uh, as I mentioned before, Jeff Fowler, has seen all this negative feedback. And basically, they've gone back to the studio, they've gone back to Sega, and everyone's just gone, right, we'll redesign the Sonic character from the ground up. Whoa. That's got to be a first. I, I can't think of any anywhere where that's happened before, where the creators just haven't stuck by their guns. Can they do so, that? Can yeah. they recreate it yeah. in time? Well, they've said they're going to. Bloody hell. Uh, that's a lot of work for the VFX guys. Yeah. Um, but they've categorically said, we've listened, we understand you're not happy, we'll redesign the character. So they're comp- redesigning the Sonic character, I would imagine, from the ground oh up. Oh my so God. That's that's a first. Because normally creators just go, right, well, fuck Whatever. you. Like, yeah, get over yourself. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, you know, a bit like uh, Jared Leto's Joker in Suicide Squad, for example. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people would like to have seen that not happen. But again... No one listen. So I think that's a first. I can't think of any other time when actually sort of social media backlash or sort of backlash of fans has actually changed people's sort of directors' minds on what they're doing in the film. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The only time I can think of is the end of How I Met Your Mother, where they released that alternative ending because everyone was just like, "This is not what I dedicated ten years of my life for." For this they did, ending, they did a similar thing with the Mass Effect video game series as well. Oh right, okay. Yeah, people were. I mean, it was a bit rubbish, to be honest. The end of Mass Effect, it was quite disappointing. Mm. Uh, and people were very unhappy. And Bioware released like an extended extended version of it that yeah. Yeah, fixed some issues with it. But it, yeah, it's it's a difficult one because where do you start? You know, ultimately, in terms of changing endings, redesigning Sonic is slightly different. But in terms of changing endings and things, I don't really think audiences have got a leg to stand on there because 
the creator of the artwork has decided to end that film or yeah, yeah, script yeah. or book or whatever the art form the way is. they want it. Yeah, so yeah. ultimately that that end doesn't really, it's not really up to the audience to dictate no. the end they want. They might be disappointed with it, but they don't get to pick it. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But mm-hmm. yeah, and I suppose to a lesser extent, to a lesser extent it is the same as Sonic really because yeah. ultimately that's the creator's intention is to make Sonic that way. So why should the audience have a say in it if that's yeah. the artist's vision? But it's interesting. I mean, I would wager they're terrified it'll flop. Yeah. Um. So yeah. That's why they're doing it. I can't see that. I can't see that it's done. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. For any other reason than that. Sure. But that's that's quite interesting. Um. And we'll, I'll be interested to see where that goes. And if they redesign it and he looks worse, it'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll release two different see, versions I'd of the film. I'd love to see Twitter if they make him worse. That'd yeah, be yeah, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that's Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. So yeah, check that out if you, you want to be creeped out by quite a freaky looking hedgehog character that looks just a bit like Sonic and not very much mm, like mm-hmm, Sonic to be mm-hmm. honest. What other trailers have we? Watched. We watched Spider-Man Far From Home. He is far from That's, home today. I that, don't was, know. that was good. <laughs> to be honest, I quite like that. Yeah, uh, we watched that. We and did. there were spoilers, extra spoilers in this trailer, wasn't For there? For Endgame, yeah. For Endgame, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, don't watch the new Spider-Man trailer if you haven't seen Endgame if you haven't seen Endgame then you obviously just don't care about superhero movies and that's fine (laughs) you're likely to have seen it yeah I think if you are a Marvel fan you're likely to have seen Endgame at this point hold the phone last night at the Strangers in a Pub slash Raucous Caucus pub quiz there was someone in the pub who didn't even know what Endgame was and had never seen a Marvel an MCU film fair enough I'm impressed genuinely impressed because that means that means uh, yeah I said mean, to my partner what what are you talking about like because he said oh sorry we won't talk about the spoilers like i presume this is a film or something <laughs> anyway yeah well, fair enough <laughs> ultimately you know marvel's marketing isn't quite as all dominating as i thought it was because no, i didn't think obviously. you could even avoid knowing if you haven't seen them fine yeah but to avoid yeah no like, end game they is. are everywhere but yeah. yes so, so Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, um, we got, I think, a lot better taste of what the film is about um, yeah. in this in this yeah. trailer. So we've got uh, Mysterio is the villain. Is I, he? Yeah. That's is in, he? Yeah. Well, he I mean, um, he is. But is he? Yes. He looks like he could, like, you know, for those uh, who don't so know. So Mysterio played by Jake Gyllenhaal. He's, who never ages. No, he never ages. No. Um, so yeah, Mysterio is the villain. Yeah, looks like he'd be the villain. Uh, Spider Man is on holiday. Um, basically, it looks like he's trying to get some downtime after the events of Endgame because the film yeah. is set up, set up after oh, Endgame. Uh, they, all of this is in the trailer. Mysterio it, it claims to be, and I think this is an important thing here. Mysterio claims to be from an, another dimension, and Nick Fury says that the snap in Endgame uh, caused a rift in dimensions which has created the multiverse or opened up access to the multiverse yeah which is bloody exciting which is isn't quite it? exciting but I, whether that's a ruse and whether mysterio is having him on or not i don't know but that does open up the marvel universe to bring in the x-men and yeah Fantastic Four. you know it yeah you know it that would be a good thing wouldn't it oh <gasps> yeah so i think this is yeah i think the trailer looks cool yeah um Again, I still feel like I might need a bit of a decompression after Endgame and, yeah. and a bit of a break. And I, I still feel that this Spider-Man Far From Home is probably coming a bit too quickly after Endgame for my liking. I'd sure. like to have seen it maybe later in the year or even next year. But yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm aware that I'm in a minority as well. I think we should, I'm sure we talked, yeah. to, talked about this last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd like to have a break. But it does look cool. Tom Holland's great, in all honesty. Um, he's one of, yeah, he's one of the, certainly one of the better actors in the MCU and one of the more enjoyable characters, I think, is Peter Parker. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I disagree about liking Tom Holland and thinking he's one of the more enjoyable characters. But I also okay. agree that it does look like a lot of fun and I'm on board the Spider-Man train. Choo-choo. Good. 
Good. Right. <laughs> Agree to disagree, as Ron Burgundy so would that say. that was film news and trailers yeah. and things. Yeah. That's a really bad name for that section. So That's really good. So we'll be back after this with What Have You Been Watching? watching i've watched a few things this week i'm still probably not quite up to my usual pace of, of watching films to be honest i don't because i've been sorting out of a house i've been i oh, know i know with your, with, with your working, wicker baskets and your house wicker plants. baskets and my house plants it's just all time consuming i know all time consuming uh and playing star wars battlefront oops i'll be honest <laughs> um yes so what i've actually been watching i watched eighth grade uh, the new film from, I think, a first-time director, Bo Burnham, who I believe started out as some kind of YouTube influencer or star, um, which I probably, had I, had I known that beforehand, I wouldn't have darkened the cinema, mm. wouldn't have darkened the cinema with my presence. Um, but mm. I think it's it stars Elsie Fisher as a eighth-grade eighth grade teenage girl, an eighth-grader, hence the title, um, and yeah. is a pretty... I, I mean, I, I'm not a teenage girl, I haven't raised a no. teenage girl, I've never been a teenage girl, but it strikes me as a pretty accurate description of life as a teenage girl um, in this day and age. Right. Um, the um, the teenager in question is played by a young actress called Elsie Fisher, who's great. She's mm. very, very funny in this. Um, the film is mostly funny, but I, I, I've i seen a lot of rave, and rave reviews for this, and it didn't quite get me in the same way that it seems to have got a lot of other critics, mm. in all honesty. I think it's... It, it, for me, it never broke out of mildly amusing into laugh-out-loud funny for my mm. taste. Um, it's it's fairly heartfelt. It's fairly well put together. But I just I felt like I've I felt like I've sort of seen this this kind of material done before and probably better. I'm trying to cite some examples and I'm struggling here, but I, I will try and think of some. It it was it was solid, but I I wouldn't say it was great to be honest. I mean, there's some there's some standout. And okay, I might not be the target the target audience. I'll I'll accept that. Um, there's some standout moments. There's an incredible use of uh, Enya. Uh, Enya's song Sail Away while a girl is browsing is basically she gets her phone lies down on the bed and is just cruising through social media to the soundtrack of Enya's Sail Away which was that was one probably my favourite moment to be honest any film, any film about a teenage girl that can shoehorn in Enya deserves a bit of credit in my book so that was that was a lot of fun um, are you an Enya fan? No, this film sounds terrible. No, it's good. It works. Trust but, me, it like, works. I mean, like my, one of my favorite movie movies. One of my favorite movies about um, teens is um, Thirteen with Evan Rachel Wood, which is so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Diary of a Teenage Girl um, was quite good recently, and I mean, I I haven't seen Lady Bird yet, but it does get to a point where it's like, I'm a teenage girl. I've got problems. I I want to have sex, but I don't know if I do. Oh, college. Uh, and I get a bit like, uh, yeah, I think, I think okay. That, yeah, I think that that's the thing. And I, it, 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 yeah, story-wise, I think it felt quite formulaic. And actually, yeah, Lady Bird, I enjoyed. I, enjoyed, I thought Lady Bird was a far superior film to this, mm. in all honesty. Mm. Um, it's, it's, it's skewed slightly older. So Sharon's character is, is a bit older than the eighth grader in this. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed Lady Bird, I would say, quite a lot more than this. And I thought it was a funnier, warmer film than the yeah. eighth grade. But not that eighth grade was bad. So, yeah, I mean, I I seem to be in a minority. Seem to be if looking at Letterbox and looking at sort of critical reviews, a lot of people seem to have liked it more than me. So it might just be that it didn't grab me. So, um, see it. It's it's not that it's not worth a watch. But I, from my perspective, I I would temper expectation a little bit because it's not quite as good as I thought it would be. Some people thought that the Earth was flat though for a long time. So you know, people <laughs> can be wrong about stuff. That's true. That so, is true. So, stick yeah. to your guns. Yeah, I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah. Eighth grade was decent, but not as good as I expected it to be. Cool. 
What have you been watching? Oh, so much. Um, so let me see. I watched the remake of Suspiria finally because it um, ooh, came ooh, on to ooh. Amazon Prime. Oh, was it on Amazon Prime now? Prime, yeah. Ah, what did you think? Um, I thought Tom York was really good in it as that Madame Blanc, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Amazing. Um, <laughs> it was really distracting how much she looks like Tom York. Yeah, that's and then I googled it, yeah. and loads of other people of <laughs> us like changed their faces. Um, I so I I I really love um the original Suspiria. Um, it's in my top ten of all time. The original Suspiria. Yeah. I adore yeah. the original Suspiria. I think it's um, an incredible film. I got to see it because my mum saw. Alice Cooper on an episode of Graham Norton years ago, years and years and years ago, saying how Suspiria was one of his favourite movies. So my mum for Christmas was like, I got this film for you because Alice Cooper said it was really good. So I was like, okay. It's like 12 maybe. And I was like, whoa, this is so crazy. And then since then, yeah, it's been one of my favourite movies. Soundtrack is amazing. So I was a bit apprehensive watching the remake of Suspiria, especially because it had to take Dakota Johnson in it who I really don't like at all but Mia Goff was in it and I yep. thought she was really good and Dakota Johnson wasn't bad and I quite liked this film in a way what did you like about it I liked how um I I, I liked how it it was different from the original I liked the um idea of um i guess like womanhood artistry and i liked how they kind of revealed right at the beginning about them all being witches so there mm. wasn't like any like a build-up because a lot of people i guess who've seen the original suspiria know that's the twist so then you've got like so it's, it's kind of watching that kind of storyline unfold from a different perspective and then the effects were amazing and the climax scene was like so flipping weird like the the, same film? the um so like the bits where um Dakota Johnson's doing a dance and then there's the girl in the dance studio underneath and she's like contorting and oh those bits yeah and... the practical effects yeah yeah were yeah, very, yeah yeah were really good not yeah. not the like CGI no, I but, thought this... but the use of color was good at the end but I thought like the whole sub story with Tilda Swinton playing that. German guy was just so unnecessary. Yeah, I think there were a few narrative threads that didn't really go anywhere, for yeah. sure. Um, I liked how, personally, I liked how different it was. I liked the fact that it almost it almost did the complete opposite of Argento's film, where it, yeah. it used so little colour in places. Yeah, yeah, um, so then at the end And it had a really is... sort of grey, industrial, like, washed-out feel to it, which yeah. I think worked, and it looked beautiful in its own right. Yeah. Um, and I think the... I think uh, mostly I, I liked it. Yeah. Um. I think the the decision to go with some CGI effects towards the end really let it down. Yeah. That, yeah. That took me out of it, and they are bad. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Really, really sort of bargain basement yeah, CGI yeah. effects, and I don't understand why a director is kind of fastidious as Luca Guadagnino would have signed off on. Yeah. Using CGI, that that knocked me because it, it takes you out of the film a little bit. To yeah. Be yeah. Um. But I think it did enough different. I think it did enough different to justify its existence. Yeah. Um. It didn't try and be a shot for shot remake, which I think no. if you're going to remake a film, that's the way to do it. Is try and do something different with it. Yeah. Um. Not a, not a patch on the original. Um, no. Uh, but a, re- a relatively successful horror film in its own right, I think. Have you seen any of the sequels to the original? Because I haven't seen the sequels. Is there sequels? There's a sequel? Tr- it's a trilogy. Is it? I know. I write, yeah. Go- Google that shit after I the will. show. And we'll I have will. to like try and find these other two films. One of them's got Asia Argento. 
in it. I'm intrigued now. It's not like a thematic trilogy, is it? Or is it? It's like so. It's basically it's based on like the three witches. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. So it might which is be... then based on a book, which I bought, but I feel like I've got a really dodge because you know how Amazon release classic versions, <laughs> yeah. but then it's like from digireads.com and they change the plot a little bit. So I'm kind of worried I've got that version. But yeah, it's like Mother uh, Suspiria okay. yeah, and yeah, Mother. Yeah, sorry, Inferno. Yeah, and yeah. the. Oh, I didn't realize it was the Three Mothers trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So I need to dig and find these other two movies. I feel movies. I have seen Inferno a very long time ago. Inferno yeah. is widely available, I think. I'm pretty sure you can get Inferno on Arrow video release. The Mother of Tears, Mother not of heard Tears. of that or yeah, seen yeah. it, to be honest. So I didn't go. clock that that was a trilogy at all and I don't know why because I've seen Inferno years ago. Maybe I saw Inferno before... Susp- no, I wouldn't have seen Inferno yeah. before Suspiria. Uh, okay, well, consider yeah. me schooled. Schooled? I am schooled. That's what I've been watching. I am schooled in Argento today, yeah. so that's good. <laughs> that means, yeah, that yep. means I'm going to try and find Mother of Tears now, so yeah. I'll end up probably spending about £100 getting it in from <laughs> Outer Mongolia or wherever it's, yeah. only, wherever it's only Blu-ray releases. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean I mean £10, wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so what else have I been watching? Um the Golden Voyage of Sinbad, so the second Sinbad film after the seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah. Um, this is stars once again John Philip Law as Sinbad, and this time round we've got Tom Baker. That's right, Tom Baker yeah. from Doctor Who yeah. as a villain. Yeah. Um, I didn't really enjoy this one that much. But I'll you loved honest. the effects, I, didn't you? You I loved, loved the, effect. the effects. I love the Harryhausen effects. There's, there's no doubt that yeah. I love the effects. But Jason and the Argonauts. That comparatively one to the seventh Voyage of Sinbad. This isn't that good. I, it, it felt a bit flat to me. I don't think it had as much energy. I honestly there was, don't remember it. So. There was quite long. There was quite long passages where not a great deal happened. There was an over reliance mm. on one quite crappy little <laughs> enemy mm. that just wasn't that intimidating. Mm. And whereas I had a whole heap of fun with the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad, like I was, I was pretty much glued to the screen. I was just like, it's yeah. great. I love this. And then I kind of. I was just like, oh, I'm not not enjoying this one quite as much. So mm. it left me a little bit cold, if I'm honest. I thought it, I just didn't. I thought it was badly paced. I didn't think the. I mean, the acting's not never been great in the Sinbad films. It's not really what you watch them for. Um, it, it picks up at the end when the sort of the big Harryhausen set pieces hit, um, and that's great. But for me, it just takes too long getting there. Sure. Um, but I've got one more to watch yet, which is I've completely forgotten what that's called now. Let's have a quick look. Grace, keep talking while I grab Blu-ray. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, sounds great. And um, Blu-rays rock. Sinbad the Eye of the Tiger is the third one that I haven't watched yet in my Sinbad box set. Um, So I'm quite excited. Yes. (laughs) If that's in the soundtrack, that'd be brilliant. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, Golden Voyage of Sinbad didn't go too much on it. Golden Shower of Sinbad. Different that's, film. That's a whole different film. <laughs> the porn I'm version. Gonna, see if I can find that on Blu-ray as well. Um, right. Anyway, uh, what else have you been watching? <laughs> I went to the cinema and I went to see La La Lonia. La Lonia. La La Lonia. La Lonia. La Lonia. I can't remember how it's pronounced. It's one of those. That yeah. sounded like a, you were about to break into a. La Lonia. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I watched that with. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Card- Linda Cardellini. Linda Cardellini Linda- from the director of The Conjuring. The in- one of these. The in- James the Wan produced or whatever it. It's, called, I don't it's know. in that universe. Right. Loosely. Um, yeah, I watched that. The universe of mediocre horror films. <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's literally like in the kind of universe of Annabelle Conjuring. It, I, I maintain the universe of mediocre horror films. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, right. My, How was it? Uh, my history with these films, I'm not going to go into it too deep, but loved Insidious. Right. 
other two insidious okay but first insidious scared me yeah dead silence which was from james one really liked um conjuring fine second conjuring awful annabelle awful it's getting worse and worse with each release and this film is like the same as all these other films except that it has more mexican southern american traditions in it so you've got like and the woman her the scary ghost woman herself is like aesthetically pretty scary and there's some scary moments in it yeah but it is just like oh no my child's been latched onto by a demon woman and now we've got to banish her from the house is it like a, just a carbon copy of it's just that's like that's just it? what happens in like everything there's always a problem where kids get demons attached to them and some unorthodox priest or like what or an exorcist has to come around and sort it out yeah and that was it Right, okay, so and we've, like, seen, we've seen this film. You've seen it, it's just yeah. <laughs> Spanish. Right, okay. You know. And that's just, it, they tried to put a Spanish twist on they've it. They've got like a Mexican kind of, yeah, like, thing. I guess it's like a bit like, um, remember that Kevin Bacon movie where where the kid like got a rock when they went on holiday sometime and then he brought back loads of indigenous American spirits and then they had to bring around some shaman people around the house to light incense and stuff i want to say stir of echoes but i might be i'll have to find that out but yeah up the wrong tree anyway if you want if you want a good little bit of a scare do it but it's not it's not nothing groundbreaking i'm not gonna rush to it to be honest i think i've I've, my patience with those films is exhausted because they fair enough it frustrates me because they make fuck tons of money yeah and then no one goes to see the good horror films yeah so yeah that's that's always my frustration with them yeah. And then you see people, you sit in the cinema and people are going, ah, 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 just watch a fucking proper horror film. Yeah. Like, not this, yeah. Not this recycled shit. Yeah. Uh, I'm not keen, can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I can tell. I watched it anyway. Happened. No, well, it's a kind of, yeah. Actually, <laughs> good. I'm glad, I'm glad you went to see it because it meant you I didn't, didn't have, have to. to. Yes. Um, the last thing I've been watching uh, in the past week or so is Todd Solon's uh, Life During Wartime, which is a sequel of sorts, but I guess it is a sequel to Happiness, um, which is a film that I'm very fond of, is a fantastically bleak black yeah. comedy yeah. Um, and is, is very, very effective what it does. And yeah, I think I watched it probably when I was getting into slightly different films, I think in my sort of late teens, early 20s, I think I watched Happiness for the first time and I was just like, what the fuck is this? I want to see everything by this director. Um, I watched Happiness and I was like, I don't want to see any more by this director. Yeah. That was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, had I watched Life During Wartime though, I'll be honest, I don't think I would have wanted to see much more by this director because this is a rare dud from Todd Solondz, if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah, it's it's almost too dark for its own good. I don't think the jokes land. It took me, I think, I'll be honest, because it's a long time since I've seen Happiness. Yeah. Um, it took me reading, doing a bit of reading about the film afterwards to go, oh, I thought it seems a bit, some of the characters seem similar. Right. Yeah, yeah. But they've recast all the actors from Happiness. So they've recast all the characters with different actors. Gotcha. Um, there's some great performances in here. Alice and Janie shines. Kieran Hines is great. Uh, Paul Rubens is in this. Okay. Um, Ali Sheedy's really good in this. Everyone's really good in it. It just, for me, it's not, it just wasn't that funny. Like, there's normally an edge to his work that keeps you gripped yeah. and it, it, this was lacking it. I just, it almost felt like to me, it felt like I've gone out and bought a how to, but here's how to like Todd Solon's for dummies. And then I've picked up a camera and shot it. It yeah. felt like someone else was making his work and not doing 
a good job of it in all honesty yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah I, I struggled through it i thought and again i struggled with the pacing i ended up talking about pacing all the time this week i don't know why but because you've been pacing uh, a lot yes because i'm pacing a lot in disappointment <laughs> with life during wartime so yeah. again you know it's i'd say there's enough in, there's enough interesting going on to to keep you to keep you vaguely interested towards the end because mm. some of the things because you know some of the themes he discusses are quite interesting the fact is a sequel to happiness you know that will probably that probably brought a lot of people to it but i i'd say i wouldn't i wouldn't rush out to see this one it's for me it's the weakest film i've seen by that director and i don't i don't like films that are named after songs and bands and then don't feature them does it feature the song life during wartime by talking heads uh is it about that song uh, at all uh, no i don't think so well then, the song might feature in it, but I don't remember. Then, that's why I say. That's it. That's the standard <laughs> that's my, review. That's the yeah. standard reviews we've come to. Like, you've been on the show a while now, and you just basically the standards have just dropped because it's just like a fart yeah. noise is the but, standard review. But it's like when I watch that Modern Life is rubbish film about those two teenagers, and then they just sort of go, "Yeah, light blur," but then don't film. like have any blur music in the film, and name the whole film about a blur song. It's just like fuck, idiots. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I probably else. will watch it. Yes. I did. Right. I watched Snowpiercer for the first time. Okay. I'm jealous that you got to see Snowpiercer for the first time. Okay. Blew my mind. Good. What an amazing film. It's incredible. For those of you who haven't seen it, very, very brief um, synopsis. Oh, it's finally out of here, isn't it, now? Because it's been... Do you know why it's taken so long to appear on UK screens? Not Captain America? I don't know. No. no. Why? Because Harvey Weinstein wanted it cut. And the director refused to cut it, so Weinstein shelved it in the States and oh. UK-wide. So it's been out in Europe for ages. Yeah. I shipped in a self like a Korean Blu-ray of it years ago. Oh really? But it's been yeah, it's been it's been finished ages ago, but Weinstein uh, just basically dumped it because um, Bong Joon Ho wouldn't make the cuts he required. Bloody um, hell. So it's only just appeared on Yeah, and they're UK making a Netflix now. series. Yes. Yeah. So that's yeah, good timing. But yeah, Snowpiercer uh, is fucking superb. Yeah. Like, it is it's it's great. Like there's I can't I can't outpraise Snowpiercer highly enough to be honest. No. In it, terms of like yeah. Sorry, right. you I'm but taking I'm, your I'm, but I'm gonna your blow your mind even more in a minute, right? So yeah, so it's about a group of uh as a people on this it's the end of the world pretty much because climate change happened. Governments decided to try and freeze the air to make everything a bit cooler, but they accidentally like propelled earth into like a polar vortex and everyone like froze up froze to death um and then survivors are on this train which has basically got like a lower class and then an upper class and the lower class want to try and get to the upper class section so that they can live a bit happier because they're having a pretty shit life in the lower class of the train um so that's and they have to enlist the help of um uh, a drug addict who's in the prison ward who knows how to um, get them through all the different gates and compartments of the train. It's got Tilda Swinton, Jamie Bell, Chris Evans, um, and someone John else. Who, John Hurt is in it, and yeah, it's Ed fucking Harris. amazing. Ed Harris. It's an amazing film. I'm about to blow Paul's mind after watching this film. Um, I watched a video essay from someone called Rhino Stew on YouTube. Is this the thing that it's a sequel to? Um, Charlie, Charlie and the Chocolate, Chocolate Factory. Factory. Yeah. And I was just like, holy... I didn't think it was a sequel, but a retelling of it, yeah. I was like, 
Oh my god, that's blown my mind. If anyone hasn't seen that video which ah. links um, Snowpiercer to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's fucking awesome. Who, was, who are we crediting with this? Because I've seen it. Rhino Stew. So Rhino Stew. Right, yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, I'm like, glad you've seen it. I thought you were going to be like, what? <laughs> well, initially I was just like, I'm not having this. No. And then you kind of sat there watching it. And then I think I was watching it with my wife as well. And we were both kind of sat there looking at each other and we're like, <gasps> what? No. Uh, what? Hold on. And then you're like, no, some of this fits. Yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah it's bonkers that to yeah. the way they the way they and you, you initially you think no, I'm not having any of this. This is too. This is a stretch too far. Yeah. And then you kind of you end up going, no, maybe he's onto something here. Yeah. Um, I'd be intrigued to see if the director's seen that video and what his thoughts are. Yeah, yeah. Um, in all honesty. Yeah, and the um, I I don't know about the original French graphic novel because it's an it's that's what it is originally. Yes. So I I haven't read that. So yeah, we'll no, see if they that thought that. Yeah, I watched that and that was really good. That made me happy. Yeah, Snowpiercer is incredible. So all in all, an okay kind of week of... Good. Oh, and lots of BoJack Horseman. I just discovered that. BoJack Horseman's great. BoJack Horseman's amazing. Yep. Cool. Enjoy. Enjoy. Thanks. Right. Anyway, that brings (laughs) us to the end of what we've been watching. We'll be back after this with a review of the new release, Longshot. Long shot. It's got Seth Rogen in it, and he's getting stoned again. That's basically <laughs> what you've done. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so yeah, long shot. I'll, I'll, I'll fill in. Yeah, you you, yeah, you okay. do the synopsis. So long shot basically features. Uh, it tells the story of um, a presidential candidate. Um, she's sort of running for the Democratic nomination. She's a thinker, Secretary of State at the moment, um, played by Charlize Theron. Um, who is yeah unsurprisingly beautiful and yeah and here yeah yeah she's alright looking um, not envious in the slightest of Charlie's Theron no uh, nope and why would anyone be no nope. so yeah she plays a presidential candidate called Charlotte Field um, and Seth Rogen plays a character called Fred Flasky who is a gifted and free spirited journalist um, who writes sort of I would say fairly left wing fairly yeah. left wing. Left-wing journalist really writes for newspapers and basically has very little faith in the system and the politics in general. So, uh, and he has he basically meets Charlie Stone's character at a Boys to Men concert, which is quite entertaining. Um, and they kind of rekindle a, a romance that never was from when they were kids, basically. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, is is Seth Rogen's character is Fred Farsky the right choice for a woman running for president? Because Seth Rogen is playing playing to type here for sure, which is a type you know he's nailed it. It's a type he does well. Mm. Um, he's playing kind of the, the the sort of the overweight stoner type who takes yeah. a, who takes drugs, lives in an apartment by himself, is a yeah. bit of a slob, and you know yeah. not very smart. And then he's you know he's with this he's with this incredibly well healed, beautiful woman who's running for the president of the United States. So yeah. it's kind of that. So that's. There's a, there's the love story element to it as well as much as it's played for laughs in fairness. Um, yeah. But before we get to what we thought, here's a clip. But how does that work with you? Do you like? Do you like date? Uh, yeah, I date. Generally, you know, with people who have similar lifestyles to me, people who travel a lot. It's hard to keep those things alive. I'm... I mean, who wants to follow me around the world and hope I have five minutes to be affectionate? Yeah. And honestly, guys don't really want to date women who are more powerful than them. They think they do, but it's a big shriveler. Oof. Mm-hmm. 
Dick Striveler is my favorite Batman villain, though. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, was this film just like the American Notting Hill, <laughs> in a way? You know, I hadn't really thought of it like that, but the American Notting Hill might be quite a good way to describe it. Although, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Notting Hill all the way through. What? Say what? Is that the one with Tiffany from EastEnders in it? No, bloody hell, Paul. It's more with Julia Roberts and Hugh Grant. Who's the one with Tiffany from EastEnders in it? It's Love Actually. Oh, no, then I haven't seen Notting Hill. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> what? Okay, do you know the plot of Notting Hill? Uh, is it like the plot of Longshot? Um, so Hugh Grant's character is like a bookshop owner. Julia right. Roberts plays a superstar Hollywood actress. Right. And they end up like being together. And then people are like, ah, she's got with a but in loser. Love Actually, Tiffany from EastEnders falls in love with a Hugh Grant who's the Prime Minister. And they end up together, don't they? Is that not true? That is true. Yeah. That is true. See? So did basically... The writers of this film just sort of... It's Richard Curtis who does yeah. those films. Yeah, just yeah. go, Richard Curtis. Not long shot. This is directed by Jonathan Levine. Is it? Yes, not Richard Curtis. Um, that's an interesting point you make, actually, and I can kind of see some comparisons. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I didn't expect it like this. I didn't, I didn't no. think the trailer looked very funny, uh, and I didn't think the film would be very funny. And in parts, I don't think all the jokes land for me. No. I think we've seen Seth Rogen do this too many times before. Yeah. And... There are times when it feels like he's an autopilot here. Yeah. Um, some of it does land. I mean, there's one particular joke where he says after eating dairy products that he's the worst threat to the environment, and that made me chuckle. And, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and the beginning where he's um, it opens up with him being undercover in the Nazi yeah, op, great. and he calls yeah. himself Ariane Grande. Like, that's yeah. so hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's, yeah. I mean, there's, so but there's, there's some moments here in terms of the comedy, but yeah. I, I don't think it all lands. I think a lot of no. it. A lot of it, I think the writing, the com, the comedic writing, I think could have been sharper. However, yeah, I came out of Longshot, yeah, having nearly cried oh. more than once. I think. Oh, really? And not in sadness. Well, in maybe, maybe a little bit in sadness. Oh. I genuinely was quite touched by the love story between the two characters, between oh. Seth Rogen's character and Charlie Theron. Oh. It, it actually, it it gave me all the feels. I thought that. Comedy aside, I actually thought this was quite an effective love story, Aww. and I and I think it had a really nice, warm message to it, and I I liked it on that Aww. basis. I, I really, feels. I really ended up quite enjoying it, and I, not expecting to. I liked it more than I thought I was going to. I really liked, um, I liked Charlie's Thrawn the most when there's that bit where they go out and get mashed, basically. Oh, the take all the Mandy. Yeah, and yeah, I just thought that's, like that's, she that's was. A lot of fun. Yeah, I just thought that like that bit was like really natural and funny and she was really good in that specifically and yeah i think it was a bit long and a bit obvious o'shea jackson jr was good in that yeah yeah and didn't it blow your mind when you'd like andy circus when the credits rolled he, he played the wem uh the um old man who owned the media company oh he was him. yeah did, oh, yeah no i was like oh, okay yeah, that blew my mind. I I've see. had my mind blown a lot in the last couple of weeks. It's not difficult from the sound of it. Yeah. yeah. No, well, that blew my mind a little bit as well. Because I was yeah, just like, yeah. it's, it's, it's right. funny he isn't played by like a named actor. Um, yeah. But he was. Yeah, there you go. But he was. So, so yeah, I think it's, yeah, I yeah. think it's, yeah, there's not really too much 
more to say on it, to be honest. I know we've, we've built up to this feature review and then not really said too much about it. Well, but... I think there's there's a lot to be said for it in the sense that it's, it says a lot about, you know, like, there's a line where she says, like, oh, it's really difficult to hold down a relationship because men feel intimidated by a woman in power. And it's like... Okay, there is like, more to say about it. I, of... I take it back. No, no, no. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not coming at it from, like, a kind no. of, like, uh, you know, a feminist perspective, but... It was an interesting concept because it is usually in that respect, so like I guess a, it's not the other way around. You it? know, like a, a a girl who meets a rich man who's you know, and it, it is the difference, and that's why I really liked it because it was so natural, and yeah. and it was actually like, yeah, actually this could happen. Like it, you know, it, it, even though it's called long shot, and it's like it's supposed to be this comedy of a, oh yeah, look at this loser trying to get with this hot woman. It's like, yeah. well, why not? actually and she's got like just because she's like running for president she's got her issues as well she's got things that she can't deal with yeah it's not all like roses that kind of a life and she just happens to find this person really cool to be around and yeah, yeah which so which is nice no, it's, that, that's, yeah. that's quite sweet i think i liked i like the politics of it as well i think it it kind of it didn't it didn't really um didn't really hold back in terms of attacking trump for sure no um in terms and also i think you know and i i like the i like the politics behind the fact that basically she so there's there's part of the film where she's pitching this environmental um uh, agreement for what yeah. or, or treaty yeah, yeah, yeah. we're trying to get countries to sign up and generally trying to make a difference and Seth yeah. Rogan's character Fred Varsky was just like well I like you because you campaign for this and then it comes the real life politics come into yeah. it where she has to start making compromises and then yeah it's all fairly predictable stuff like he, she realises does she, she shouldn't have to make compromises and he kind of teaches her the error of the ways but it's all pretty well handled and I think it's quite a timely yeah. a timely message to be honest and I don't think it people learning it off certainly each doesn't, other it certainly doesn't hold back about attacking how politics works yeah um, and I quite like that about yeah, it as well. And you know, it's, it's not, it, you know, there was no, didn't hold back in going after the establishment, I don't yeah. think. And I think that was kind of, again, that was probably one of the unexpected surprises uh, for me is that it did do that. It, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't afraid to be overtly political. Yeah. Um, which, which was good. So I think there's, there's, yeah, there's a, a lot to like there. Yeah. Anything else to add on that one? Um, I don't think so. I think I think we've said all that needs to be said. So <laughs> it's yeah, got too much credit. Yeah. <laughs> Long shot. Oh my gosh, Oscar worthy. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's you know it's yeah it's Oscar worthy would be. Would I thought be it was better than Big Sick though. You thought it was better than Big Sick? Yeah. <laughs> In terms of like a love story, I enjoyed it way more. You are wrong. Okay. No, <laughs> I. Well, I respectfully disagree. I agree to disagree. Yeah. That's a whole nother show. That's a, is it? Okay. I love the big sick. I thought the no, big sick was fantastic. yeah, but um, I mean, like in terms of films for being nominated for an Oscar, like you know, if that's going to be nominated for an Oscar, why not Longshot? That's that's my that's that's all because I'm saying. Because the big sick was really well written. Okay, Paul, as I'm in your house, I guess I better respect <laughs> your life and Good. your choices. There's but... a big sick poster just there. No, I haven't got a big sick poster up. But no, I, his... I love the big sick. I thought it was great. His elephant, was, elephant tusk. Incredibly well yep. written. I haven't got an elephant <laughs> tusk. <Fuck off. laughs> right. On that note, um, right, we'll be back. Well, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Yeah. Um, we will be back next week with... Pika, Pika. Yes, Detective Pikachu and hopefully High Life. Okay. I'm very excited about High Life. And not... I mean very excited about High Life. I cannot okay. wait to see High Life. Uh, probably Vox Lux. Okay. I've seen that as well by that point. I might see Tolkien. Tolkien, Because yeah. um, a lot of shooting in Oxford, and I'm from Oxford. 
and I'm really excited to see where they shot in Oxford. But yeah, the feature review yeah. will be Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, if you can get, well, we'll see what happens. If you can get to High Life, we probably won't get to. I don't know. We'll I see. don't know. We'll <sighs> see what happens. But yeah, th- so there will be a number of film reviews next week because another, there's quite a lot of films out this weekend. Yeah. Um. So yeah, very excited to be back here next week at a similar time. Yeah. Um. But that's it for now. So don't forget, uh, if you like the show, then share it with people. That would yeah. be amazing. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, then you can find us on at Strangers Cinema on Twitter. Interact with us. Strangers in a Cinema on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Yeah. And yeah, interact with us. Let us know what you think. If you yeah. thought, if you also thought Longshot was better than The Big Sick or you enjoyed it more, uh, then come onto the social media page and I will tell you. You're yeah. Wrong. Do you want me to do more instant videos outside the cinema? <laughs> on that note, uh, we're off. Uh, we'll Bye. be back next week. Thanks for listening. Shut up and sit down.